Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Joined now by Hoop Scoop, better known as Kevin McPherson, courtesy of Hogville.net. Well, Kevin, the numbers played themselves out pretty much as expected. Arkansas enters into the NCAA tournament as the number eight seed. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the, the bracketologies, that's where they had Arkansas. Um, you know, I think had Arkansas lost its first-round game to Auburn, perhaps they, the, the Razorbacks would have slipped to a to a nine. Maybe not, but maybe. Uh, but Arkansas won that game. And so, you know, whether you're eight or a nine, you're still going to face a one if you win that first-round game. And that's, that, that was, you know, once Arkansas lost its last three games of the regular season, it really needed a run in the SEC tournament to – to get off that eight line now, I think if Arkansas had defeated Texas A&M, there was a chance they could have moved to a seven, uh, but obviously that didn't happen. So, uh, you know, this is it landed, uh, Randy, I think, where people thought it would. You know, Joe Lenardi is the guy that everybody looks at, and he got all but one right. He had Rutgers in the tournament. That's the only one that he had wrong, and he had him seated right and all that. Eric Musselman said yesterday – they were looking at Illinois video long before the selection. Do you think they looked at Lenardi's picks and <laughs> said, okay, I think we may be playing Illinois, and they they got a head start there, didn't they? Well, it's not just Lenardi. There's some other good ones, and so there's an average of the bracket bracketologies too. So you just look at those averages, and, and pretty much the teams that were seated where they were are what those averages work out to be. So then you've got an idea of a handful of teams, even as you get in the closing days, you know, as you're going through the weekend in your own conference tournament, uh, it's still going. You, you've got a pretty good idea of what a handful of teams might be. So then you, 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 you know, you go through and do your due diligence on on a few of those. Uh, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a pretty well old machine. You know, Rutgers was a team that a lot of people fought with. You know, Rutgers had as good a resume as some of the teams that made it. If you really look this year, I've, I've paid attention to a lot of these teams. I don't see a big difference between some of these eight seeds and some of the 11 playing seeds. And even some of the teams that are they're going to the NIT, there's just not a big gap there. And, and a lot of years it's that way. Um, but this was one of them. And, and um, But, yeah, Lenardi's usually pretty close. Most of them are better. I say most of them. The ones that are uh, sort of the ones that are the standouts that people know about, there's a reason for that because they do, they do good work with it. Um, but, but Lenardi's one of the best for sure. And, you know, look, Arkansas, we knew if you're an eight or a nine, you're going to face a one. It was just, which one was it? We knew it wouldn't be Alabama because the NCAA tournament selection committee is not going to put, they do everything they can. They're not going to put, you know, conference members against each other in the first two rounds. Um, so that was out of the out, but, you know, Houston, Kansas, obviously Purdue, there were some other teams, uh, you know, targeting that one line, and Arkansas was likely to have to not only win a game against a comparable team in eight and nine. Those are very similar. I think Arkansas and Illinois' resumes are very similar. Um, but you know, Wellsman and his staff they they don't have time to sit around and wait. And we know they do a good job of research, and so it doesn't surprise me at all that they figured out probably a handful of teams they'd likely be matched up with. Illinois being one of them. Illinois being one of them. Let's talk with. Lomax. Lomax, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, what's going on, Rick and Randy? How you guys doing today? What's up, today? buddy? How are you? 
hey, I'm I, I'm outstanding. I can't complain. Got a couple questions, and I didn't I didn't want to Google this because I wanted to hear from the experts, and I consider you guys experts. Thank you. You guys always give it to me, and uh, it, it educates me. But uh, my, my my first question is. Now, I'm not comparing Musselman and Nolan, but I would like to know when Musselman, he took the Razorback three times to the tournament. But I want to, everybody's forgetting about it. What was this? How did he go in ranking? I know now we got an AC. I think last year was the fourth seed. What was his first year? What were we seeded at? And I want you guys to three. compare it to Nolan. Three seed, three. Okay. Oh, those are good. Yeah, three, four. Eight's not the best by any means, but threes and fours, those are pretty good. Yeah, okay, so and, so and even an eight is the top he half of your bracket because you got one through eight of your top half seeds. Mm-hmm. It's marginal with the nine, but nine through 16 are your bottom half. You know, eight and nine are almost, you know, you could flip a coin and, and switch those probably. And, but Arkansas got the eight. Okay, so that was the lowest seed that uh, Musselman went in with, with eight seeds. Yes, in Arkansas, yes. Okay, 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 cool. Okay, 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 okay. And then uh, my next question is, uh, now this is a little bit off, so just bear with me because, uh, you know, I love baseball, and maybe this might be a question for you, Rick. I don't know. I mean, our bags opened up, and I, I like where we at, especially with Louisiana Tech. And I know that, you know, we've got 60% of the teams in the SEC in the top 10. Where do you think we can really finish that at? I mean, especially if we, if we can sweep Auburn, and how do you think we can do it, if that makes any sense? Well, hit the heck out of it, and that's what they're doing right now. I, I mentioned earlier that um, OPS is a stat that really has become a big, big deal to all the baseball experts. That's on-base percentage plus slugging percentage. Anything over 1,000 – is really, really good. Arkansas has four hitters that are over 1,000, and as a team, as a team, they're at 997, so they're almost as 1,000 as a team. They're walking six they're times walking a game. Times they're having one they're hit batter per game. Thank you, Lomax. So that's that's seven freebies every time they play, uh, at least on an average. They're, they've got good batting eyes. We heard that from Wagner earlier today. But the, the key is going to be when you get to the SEC – you're probably not going to get many complete games. The one McIntyre threw the other day, as I mentioned, is the first one in seven years at That's Arkansas, a complete game. He throws nine. All right, you need Smith probably to go six or seven. He's going to go on Friday nights. You know, he's been a he's been borderline five, and he needs to go a little bit further. Holland needs to go into the sixth and the seventh inning because Arkansas's bullpen right now with Tigered out, you know, basically you got one guy that you think, okay, when he comes in, he's going to stop him. And that's it. And he got he had a three-inning save on Friday, and you can't have too many three-inning saves on a weekend. So that's the key is, yes, score a lot of runs, but that starting pitching group, those three guys, they need six to seven innings out of each of them almost every weekend. That would be the ideal situation. Yeah. Let's talk to uh, Hammerhead. <laughs> Hammerhead, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Thing to you. What do you guys think about, say, if we win the first game? I haven't looked at the bracket yet, but do we play the number one seed if we win Kansas. the first one? Yeah, next. Kansas. Mm-hmm. Yes, next. Okay, well, the guy on the Channel 11 show was saying that uh, he thought we matched up pretty well with uh, Kansas. 
what do y'all think about that? And also, I want to say one thing. Um, be careful when you're behind school buses. And also, work zones, man, slow down. That's all I got to say. Oh, when you're... Thank you. I thought he said be careful when you buy school buses. He was saying when you're behind school buses. <laughs> behind okay. them, yes. I, I get that. Okay, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, not too many people are buying them, but, yes, when you're behind them, be very safe. What do you think? Does Arkansas match up well with Kansas, Kevin? I don't think there are any great teams in this tournament. I agree. Um, and, and, you know, the number one overall seed, Arkansas had chances to beat that team twice. Yeah. Um you know, I mean, Arkansas was right there in both games late. So, um, but the problem is, it's not the matchup. Arkansas's got highly rated players. Their individual players are, are talented. They've got good size and length. We talk about it, athleticism. We've talked about it all year. And we've seen them take double-digit leads against a lot of teams, including Alabama on the road. The problem is the team, not the talent, not the matchups. It's the ability as a team to grind out wins like the previous two years teams did. This one has more talent, even now with Brazil out, in my opinion, uh, than, than last year's team even. But um, so it's it's a it's a you know it's sort of a loaded question. Is, is the talent there to win a game like that? Sure, Arkansas could have one of those games like it did at Kentucky, but they only had one of those. I know they beat San Diego State and they beat A and M at home and Auburn in a neutral site. But Auburn, you know, Auburn's no one seed. In fact, neither was Kentucky, and so usually when you've got one seed, they're they're more of your complete teams in the bracket. They'll have talent, but they'll also be a complete team that knows how to finish games, and that's where Arkansas has a problem. So could I see Arkansas taking a lead against Kansas and leading for a good portion of that game? Absolutely. Could I, what, what, what have we seen play out time and again against good teams? Arkansas can't sustain it second halves. Things kind of implode and, and snowball on them, and then they they don't have the finishing chops in the last three or four minutes to figure those things out and, and come out ahead. Uh, we just haven't seen enough of that. So a long answer to get to, I think Arkansas can win a game. Uh, if they won two games, I would be not shocked because I just said why. They've got talent, and they could have a great night. But just based on the, the, the work they've done, the body of work and what I've seen, I, I I would be mildly surprised. I would be surprised if they if they won two games and got uh, got to the Sweet 16 of that second weekend for a third consecutive year. Kevin, is it fair to say everything that Coach Musselman is doing right now is based upon the opponents' matchups? Because it seems like lately there has been a no consistency in whatever starting lineup is on the floor, well, maybe with the exception of uh, Ricky Council being that true sixth man. But is it all about matchups right now to Coach Musselman? And, and hold, hold that thought because i got to take a break. Okay. I don't know if you can hear the music or not, but we got to take a break. All right, Drive Time Sports, Rick Schaefer, Ray Tucker. I'm Randy Rainwater, along with Kevin McPherson, Poop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Let's bring back Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin, matchups. That was the question I was asking before we went to break. Is it all about matchups right now to Eric Musselman? Because, I mean, how many more times have we got to say it? 
We're just not understanding at times why some players are seeing a ton of time and others not hardly any time at all. Well, it's a combination of things. He doesn't have he doesn't have a solid starting unit in rotation he's comfortable with. And that you know, if you remember the last two years he didn't start getting comfortable until mid January and the team started winning. And so he stuck with you know, he stuck with, with you know uh, his starting five and then he would rotate in accordingly based on matchups. Uh, this is a situation where Arkansas has never gotten comfortable because of the, the various issues and, it, and the combinations he's tried has not really resolved some of the issues. So he will change up his lineup, uh, trying to be at least get a better start in games based on matchups. I think we saw the Mitchell Twins against A&M. The previous game, you'd mentioned Ricky Council in the six-man role, but he actually started against Auburn. Um, so he was back in the starting lineup for one game. So we just don't know game to game now what he's going to do because what we do know is Arkansas hasn't been a consistent team. And when, and, and this is the first time in three years we've seen Musselman really continue to shuffle things. Um, you know, and he's still only playing you, – you've still only got five or six guys playing the heavy, heavy minutes with maybe two more guys uh, playing some kind of a role. You know, we don't see as much. We haven't seen as much of Jalen Graham. But he's, he's still in the mix. Um, you know, the SEC tournament, it was it was more about uh, the Mitchell twins, um, you know, coming off that bench, and, of course, Jordan Walsh um, as well. And so, um, you know, I think we're going to see more of the same. I don't think there's going to be any major surprises in the NCAA tournament. Who, who is he going to start? That's a good question. I, you know, based on what we just said, we don't know. But I think it's still the, the same seven or so guys are going to play. Uh, the eighth man, you know, does he decide to, you know, give Graham more run than he has? Um, and then, you know, a guy like a Joseph Pinion, um, a guy like Darian Ford, some of the guys that he's brought in, you know, typically those guys aren't coming in unless someone's in foul trouble um, or, or it's the end of the game. And with Pinion earlier in the in conference play, he did get some rotation minutes and helped Arkansas win games. It's just He's just not factored in. Uh, much much of late other than what I just described. So, I mean, not, there's really not a, a lot that's going to be changed other than who's actually starting. It's the same seven, maybe eight. Let's talk with Bill. Bill, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Good afternoon, Randy, Rick, and Hoot Steve. I, I got a quick baseball question, if that's okay. Sure. Sure. I know it's okay with you, Rick. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, and I was just wondering. Okay, we had Wagner on earlier, you know. And yeah, he's been playing. He's been playing tremendously and everything else. Nothing to I don't take anything. But where is the love for Kendall Diggs? I don't, I don't see the love for Kendall Diggs that we get for Wagner. I heard a statement that Wagner's got seven seven Diggs has six home runs and. And obviously, we can't watch baseball much, you know, because it's not on the SEC network as much right now. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to where it does. But, but uh, every time I see the highlights, then you've got, you know, the key hits and home runs and walk offs. And I'm just wondering, where is all the words and loss to be? I just, I just have no hand talked about it much now. So right now, talking about it. Yeah, I, that's just a question. And if you guys ask that, I appreciate it. Thanks. Another show. And have a good one. He's played well, and he's, Thank you, Bill. he's played in uh, all but two games. I think he's played in 13 of the 15 games. Played well. He's hit home runs. Batting average is good. 
On-base percentage is good. It's just when we were talking with Jared Wagner, basically we were focusing mostly on him. And when I named all those guys that are over 1,000 in OPS, I think Diggs is one of them. So, um, again, there are a lot of guys hitting right now. Borfren, we didn't really mention him by name, but, boy, is he hitting it. And he's got a better batting average and on-base percentage than Wagner does. Just a lot of guys contributing the offense right now. Well, at first and third, they tried to fit Coley in there, but he's had a high strikeout rate, and he's not the best glove man. So lately, Peyton Holt has stepped in and played very well at third base. He didn't make a mistake the other day that led to an earned one earned run. Boy, say unearned real quick. <laughs> um, but uh, then Brady Slavens, Brady maybe misplayed that that ball a little bit himself uh, on the throw from uh, Peyton Holt that uh, it was a kind of a bunt down the third baseline and it was wide maybe maybe not but where's Kendall going to play Borfin you're not going to replace him in right field he's playing lights out you're not going to replace Wagner in left and Josenbarger is playing lights out in center field so where he's been playing extensively as of late has been the DH and that's pretty much where he is right now so uh, I think it's going to be difficult just have you just gonna have to keep plugging away that is Kendall uh, to be a position player uh, this from Savage he says ask Kevin last year Ricky Council was the sixth man at Wichita State and played a bigger role, and is playing a bigger role at Arkansas. Is he just tired, or is it in his head? Well, I think I, I don't. You know, he's not been as consistent once they got out of non-conference play. It's just tougher to be a downhill guy constantly getting to the rim in the SEC. You know, he's had some really good games in league play too, but a lot of them not so much in. Lately, I don't know if he's hit a wall, but I think it's just easier once you've seen him once. Some of these teams are a couple of times. It's just it's, he really doesn't want to. He's not a good three-point shooter. He really doesn't want to pull up for the for the jumper. He'd rather get all the way downhill. And you know, I, you know, I, I, I felt like he doesn't consistently rebound enough. And then I think he's, you know, average or below defender. So I think in, in multiple ways, um, you know, he, he's just one part of the problem in terms of how things mesh together. Uh, he's been a fantastic offensive player most of the season, though, and he's Arkansas's leading scorer. And, you know, he was second-team All-SEC, not only according to the coaches, but the Associated Press. And so I don't want to take too many shots at him uh, because the guy, you know, in some ways has had a really good year. I just think when I'm looking at this team and some of the issues there, I think Ricky, to me, his next level, his best chances at the next level are to make himself into a, a plus defender and – you know, I think he struggles to even be average at that on that end of the floor. Not a good combination. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in shooting, he he doesn't have the shooting skill. There are times where he gets comfortable shooting his mid-range shot, um, but but he's he just hasn't been consistent there. And so again, you know, one of the things that I salute him on, he he does go fearless toward the rim. You know, he's not going to dunk on people. He'll, he's a very good transition dunker. But he will he will battle getting fighting his way to the rim and finding ways to get the free throw line. 
it's just been harder and harder for him to have those double clutch finishes and, and finishes over defenders at the rim like he did in non-conference. There's less and less of that because it's just a different level of, of player in, in the Gavin, the thank you. 